future is now. And welcome to the SVK Crypto Podcast. 15 minutes of crypto value. My name is Charles Story. I will be your host for the next 15 minutes. We're coming live from the city of London, Shoreditch. So let's get down to business. First of all, I want to thank everyone that came down to our event last night. The place was rocking. It was kicking. It was so busy. I think by the event started at six and five past six, the place had packed up. It was insane. It was crazy. What we need to make sure we do is keep adding value. And I, like I, the events are so good because it's also a great networking opportunity. If you're if you're interested or if you're focused on any, any element within the cryptocurrency and blockchain industry or space, however you want to phrase it, like you're going to meet other people who also are. And it's so interesting meeting like-minded people. It's, it's like a big group of friends that are getting together and they all have the same interest. It's amazing. The conversations that I was hearing as well as, as, well as the SVK crypto team, what people were discussing, um, what they were looking at, what they saw, their outlook in the next five years, what they thought on regulation to the space. It was insane. There were so many great conversations. So I just want to thank everyone for coming down, being part of it. I think I left the event venue about a half past 11 in the evening and there were still people there just kicking it, man, kicking it with one another. So I want to thank everyone. I want to thank our panelists as well, who did an amazing job. Uh, we had Stephen Kelso, who's the head of Galaxy Digital Europe. He did a phenomenal job. We have David Packham, from, who is the co-founder of EOS42. He did an, an incredible job. He has a great level of insight on the space, and in particular, EOS, which he doubles down on as a BP. Um, we also had Jess Holgrave from Codex, who wears many hats in the space. She's the COO of Codex. She, she does, she, as I said, she wears many different hats. She does many different things, but she's very well-known in the London crypto community. She's always adding value. She's always at events, either participating or speaking, which is always great. We also had Alexander Perrin from Virgin Ventures, Richard Branson's family office. He had an incredible job. It was great hearing their insight and what they're currently looking at because they've made a couple of investments into um, a couple of different blockchain type companies. So that was incredibly interesting. We had Piers Rideyard, who is the co-founder of Radex, a London-based protocol. It was great to have Piers on the panel, not only for his charisma, but also for his technical insights, which he shared. And um, we really appreciate the panelists. I think it was a really good mix of different experiences, different backgrounds. And I think together as a panel, it was really what executed. And of course, Shane Kehoe, the co-founder of the SVK Crypto, did an amazing job moderating the panel, making sure that we didn't drag on for too long and um, engaging engaging the audience and asking the audience questions as well. So that was amazing. So I think everyone collectively did an amazing job as a community, as one. And it was great meeting so many different people that are active on our Telegram um, in person. I love <laughs> there were also tons of cool projects that are, are going to be up and coming in the London space. So I think London was well represented. We had a strong team there yesterday. So um, big hats off. And a lot of people flew in as well, which was crazy. So um, big thank you to everyone that made the effort and came down. We really, really appreciate it. We're really humbled by the um, the outcome and the uh, attendance of everyone as well. So big thank you. Also, someone from the Bank of England was down there, which was uh, which was great. So um, it, it brought down everyone. Everyone was there asking great questions. And um, so with that in mind, let's get down to business. 
Bitcoin is currently trading at $6,472, down 1%. Ethereum is currently trading at $202, down 1.5%. Ripple is currently trading at $0.45, cents, down 2%. We have EOS currently trading at $5.37, down half a percent. I'm going to give a special shout out to Revan, which is trading at $0.21, cents, currently up 25% in the last 24 hours, outperforming the market. The market cap on that hand is currently at $208 billion. Bitcoin's dominance of that is currently 53.8%. So let's find out what stories have been breaking. Let's find out what people have been talking about. So let's get down to business. So today I really want to focus on Tether. Tether has just burned 500 million USDT stablecoin tokens. So um, this happened today, shortly before 1 p.m., Tether, the company behind the dollar-linked stablecoin of the same name, announced via Twitter that had destroyed 500 million Tether USDT tokens. Previously, those tokens were held in an account known as the Tether Treasury. The past few weeks have been massive influxes of USDT to the Treasury, particularly after the cryptocurrency lost parity with the US dollar last week amid questions about Tether's access to banking services. From October 14th, when USDT started to slip below $1 to October 23rd, 680 million USDT were transferred to the company-controlled treasury wallet. All of these transfers came from an address controlled by Bitfinex. So it's interesting, man, because Bitfinex's cold wallet um, balance has fallen by around 100,000 Bitcoin since early September, leading some to speculate the exchange has been spending Bitcoin in order to take Tether off the market, perhaps to push the exchange rate back towards the dollar mark, or perhaps even to exit the stablecoin business entirely. As a result of these transfers, the supply of Tether in circulation has dropped by around a quarter in a week and a half, to approximately $2 billion. Now, many of these tokens, in addition to, have been taken out of circulation or have been burned or destroyed by the company. So Kasper Rasmussen, Bitfinex's Director of Communications, said the action does not have anything to do with defending a dollar parity, since both the exchange and Tether guarantee one-to-one -one redemptions. He denied that Tether is intentionally scaling back supply. Tether tokens are redeemed when the amount circulating exceeds the dollar required or the amount, the dollar amount, e.g. Bitfinex or Tether to operate, Rusman said. And the most, well, the biggest reason most of them have been destroyed from Bitfinex's wallet is Bitfinex is one of the main customers of Tether. So it's announced Wednesday, Tether said it had burned all of the USDT in the treasury account and that around 466 million USDT as a measure for future USDT issues. It's interesting. My whole thing with Tether, and this is not financial or trading advice, just my in-house view or our in-house view um my whole thing with tether and this is this is this is where it is is that tether had an issue with the banking relationships i totally get that you're not it's not going to be a perfect world we're very early on this banks are very skeptical especially when you're bringing in two billion dollars in cash to put in an account that's connected to you know a quote-unquote cryptocurrency they're going to kind of be like ah you know, we don't really want this totally get that not a problem so they keep they have to keep their banking relationships secret they have to keep them on the down low, totally get that. They're trying to work with people. They don't want to be, they don't want to be promoting who they're working with because the bank's not going to like that. People had an issue of that. I understood it completely, but 
when you have a stable token that is not stable, like, like what is the point? It was down like, I, it was down at 84 cents at one stage. 84 cents was its low. That's a 16% depreciation in price. 16%, that's a huge figure for a sign that should be stable. And then you had the Gemini dollar on the other hand that went up 20%. So to me, that's not very stable. And I'd rather in that situation, just hold it in Bitcoin. Seriously, that like, I mean, but the, the, the issue is people, a stable coin, a stable token, what it will, however you want to phrase it, is needed. It's going to be a, a key part. I can, you can de I can definitely see a place for that. And uh, there'll be, I can f foresee a pound backed stable coin, stable token. It might not necessarily be backed by fear, but something that's always stable, something that's not subject to volatility of the market because the market is extremely volatile, as we all know. And by the way, I'm seeing more and more stable coins, stable tokens coming out. Um, I So there's tons, and what will happen is they will keep, this will keep on happening until something sticks, something works, and and um, it'll be interesting to see where that comes from, it'll be interesting to see the governance and the design and the structure of that. But for now, I think that the options that we have, and I'm, I'm not an expert in stable coins or stable tokens, I'm just say, saying what I see, I don't think right now we have the, the perfect option. Something that caught my eye today was a decentralized Bitcoin exchange that's almost decentralized. So um, of all the cryptocurrency projects describing themselves as decentralized exchanges or DEX, uh, D-E-X, um, BISC may, may live up to the description better than most. So operating since 2016, when it was originally called BitSquare, then BISC DEX runs directly on the user's computer rather than a hosted site, as many of the self-described DEXs currently do. And while DEX is like AirSwap or um, AirCoin or EverBloom are operated by startups, BISC is a strictly open source project developed by Grassroots Collective. However, the team behind BISC recognizes it has more to do to eliminate single points of failure. As BISC contributor Felix Moreno, a former chief financial officer of the Bitcoin custody startup, Exapo, told media sources, if the BISC founders want to go complete Satoshi and disappear from the project, it has to be able to survive that. So the BISC team is launching a decentralized autonomous organization, a DAO, essentially software designed to manage compensation for contributors to the project's code without oversight from any single party. The testnet goes live in November, with the mainnet launching later this year. That compensation will come in the form of a new cryptocurrency called BSQ. It's a colored coin, essentially Bitcoin that has been marked as representing some other form of value in a layer above the core protocol. The BIS DAO will distribute um, Bitcoin that's been donated to the project in this watermarked form to those contributors from the community has voted to approve. So every month there is this voting and compensation cycle where any contributor files a compensation request from the amount of BISC. BISC co-founder Manfred Carrier told media sources, then the BISC stakeholders, anyone has BSQ can vote if they accept or decline this compensation request. It's interesting. I, I think what they're doing is super cool. Um, interested to see how it works and how the rollout of that's going to be and how it's adopted. But what, like with exchanges, I, like I'm, I'm getting hit up all the time with people with, with, with exchange ideas and exchanges are needed. But I think a lot of people 
in the space sometimes form companies and startups because they're trying to chase money. And that's like the worst thing to do, especially in this space, because it's a lot of hard work. You have to create something of value. You can't just be, we're going to create an exchange because Bitfinex is an exchange or Coinbase is an exchange and they make loads of money. So we're going to do it as well. And don't worry about us. And like, you're so behind those guys. It's a joke. They're, they're so in the lead. They really are. And it doesn't mean they're going to be in the lead in the future. Competition is great if that's what you want to do and you have something that can be of value to the overall market and something that others aren't doing. With that in mind, that's a wrap. I got to bounce. Thank you for your time and attention as always. And remember to join our social channels, join our Telegram. That's where it goes down, which is SVK Crowd. Hit us up on Twitter at SVK underscore crypto. And if you're really on your game, if you have something that you would like our attention on, a project that you're working on, or you'd like to get in touch with us, feel free to email myself, which is CSTORY, C-S-T-O-R-R-Y, at svkcrypto.com. Thank you for your time and attention. That's a wrap. You've been listening to an SVK Crypto Podcast original. Follow us on Twitter at SVK underscore crypto. Email us on cstory at svkcrypto.com. Leave us a message on our website, www.svkcrypto.com.